This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 74. If you're listening to this and you're wondering where 73 is, it is recorded somewhere in the ether. Um, It's just been a long summer, and I don't know what happened to it, but it it was definitely recorded. Uh, It wasn't uploaded, and I know it was recorded because when I typed in to do the next episode... uh, season 4 73 was already used as a file name so it's somewhere located i don't know why why it's not released but this is episode 74 uh i'm back ripping a solo here uh it's been a long long summer and when i say long meaning the month of august has been equivalent to an hour long and three years long uh at the same time it's just it's this is this is hockey limbo at its finest. It is brutal. There's no news. There's no updates. Teams are not even together. Players are not even skating. There's no energy. There's no, you know, there's no off season. Like it just doesn't exist. It's crazy. You know, you get the occasional signing or retirement, blah, 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 blah. But it, holy shit, is it boring right now to be a hockey fan? I mean, I, listen, if you're in the metropolitan area, what do you have to look forward to? It really is brutal. I mean, the Mets are a complete and utter disaster. The Yankees are a complete, utter disaster. Both of these franchises are just performing at the most embarrassing, painful, disgusting display of professional sports that I think this city has seen in a very long time. And, you know, it's, it's typical Mets, you know, no one expects them to do anything. I mean, they're just pathetic, but the Yankees for this to happen to them, the crown jewel of New York, you know, it it just Joe DiMaggio, Babe Ruth, Derek Jeter, you know, Don Mattingly, who's never went to a world series, even in that era. I don't think they were this bad and this putrid. I'm telling you right now, this can't happen. The New York Yankees cannot be at the bottom of the AL East. You know, it's just embarrassing. And now, you know, you look at your football coming up. Let's be real. The Jets are about as good as a hard knocks team. They'll completely fail. That's easy to fucking predict. I mean, if you want to make free money, bet the under on the amount of wins. Aaron Rodgers won't last four games with this offensive line. The players are really just not that good. You know, Garrett Wilson is going to have a sophomore slump. Brees Hall doesn't have a knee. And they're running backs. It's not like they're, you know, it's not like he's coming back to play baseball. He's got to run for a living. He ain't going to make it. We signed Dalvin Cook. Whoopity-doo. The whole league doesn't want running backs anymore. So what? what's the importance of that? We don't have an offensive line. Our defense is good. 
But who cares? That's always the story with bad teams. Well, they got a good defense. Well, guess what? The offense stinks. Rodgers is going to play four games. Then we're going to throw Wilson out there. And he's going to be the same shit product we saw last year. You know? And, and, and let's go Jets. And then, you know, you got the Giants, who I think, you know, are, are in a, I shouldn't say an easier conference, but a, a more open conference. And, you know, they'll probably sneak into the playoffs and then get crushed by the Eagles. And so our only hope, really, the Islanders are irrelevant. You know, the New York Rangers, I, again, this is the only team that I think there's an opening, a very small opening of them being able to compete for a championship. And the reason why I say it's a small opening and not a big one is because, let's let's be honest here, there's a lot of teams that are better than us. And it's tough for Ranger fans to admit, but it's the truth. But there are, there are certain things that I think we have going for us. Number one, obviously, we have strong goaltending. Number two, I think we have... I think we have a GM and jury who's kind of aware of what the issues are. And I think that's the most important aspect right now of the New York Rangers offseason. I think he was well aware that the balls in this core's core. Wow, this one's that's, that's a tough one. Bad, bad word choice for a podcast. This core's court. The ball is in this core's court. And it's up to them. You know, jury, you know, can only take you so far. You know, his job was to beef up our depth and our bottom six. And I think he did a fairly good job given the amount of money that he had. I kind of applaud him for that. But I think he doesn't believe in this core. I think that's pretty clear. And why should he? It's only let him down. You know, Mika, too streaky. Had a good playoffs last year. This playoff sucked. Panarin hasn't showed up in Drury's lifetime. Um, you know, guys that are supposed to be Mr. Dependable are just not. You know, you, you know, you had Lindgren constantly getting hurt, plagued with injuries. Um, you know, it, it's just, you know, you don't know what you're going to get out of Truba. He can be a traffic cone or he can be a game-changing player with a big hit. But for $8 million, you can't really afford to be an off-and-on player. You have to always be on. You know, that's the difference between winning a Stanley Cup. You know, you look at teams like Vegas and the Florida Panthers. Their entire playoff series, you know, through the East and through the West, they had their foot on the gas and they never let up, you know. They've had, obviously, bad games. But you look what Florida was able to accomplish in round one against the Boston Bruins. And then, you know, I just feel like in an open West, Vegas took advantage of just the West being, you know, I, I, I it's tough because when you looked at the East, you were like, well, the East runs through the Boston Bruins. Well, once Florida pulled the improbable, it was like, well, we just beat the team that was supposed to be this unstoppable force. Who's going to fuck with us now? And they got a swagger to them. And they just took care of business every round after that. Obviously, when you get to the Stanley Cup final, two teams that are feeling themselves. I think on paper, if you look at it, 
Vegas was much better. But, you know, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to win a Stanley Cup. And you really have to believe in your core. And you have to trust in your guys to get the job done. Now, when you've seen failure after failure after failure, it's tough to believe in them and to, you know, um, go into a season with confidence. Now, are we a playoff team? Without a doubt. I, I, I just don't see I just don't see any team being that much better where they're knocking us off, not only out of the third place Metropolitan Division, but also knocking us out of the potential two wild cards. So, yeah, you know, we're sitting here in late August. Um, I still have the same pessimistic attitude going into this season. But, you know, it, uh, again, there, there's not much else to talk about. You know, the the makeup of this team really hasn't changed. You look at our bottom six. Yeah, is it better? Is it game changing? Is it playoff winning talent that we brought in? I don't I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. And I think every honest New York Ranger fan is probably looking at this team saying, well, we still have to depend on Panarin being a point-per-game player, on Kreider being a point-per-game player, you know, Fox having a better playoff series, Truba being more impactful. You know, our, our players need to play quicker. They need to play with a purpose. They need to play with a system. They need to play with, with the puck keeping possession against fast teams like, you know, the New Jersey Devils or the Florida Panthers who, you know, just have an offensive swagger to them that wasn't able to be stopped until they got to the, you know, Stanley Cup final. You know, and these teams are beatable. All these teams are beatable. But you got to buy into what your system is. You got to get hot at the right time. You need goaltending. You need the big hit. You need to get hot on special teams. And you got to make, you know, you have to have game-breaking talent be game-breaking. We don't have that. And that's what it takes to win a championship in every single sport. You name it, you need that player. You need Patrick Mahomes. You need, uh, God, I don't know who the guy on the Denver Nuggets is. But we'll just back it up a few years. You need the LeBron James. You know, you... You know, and you look at baseball. Yeah, it's a team sport, but look what, you know, the Astros have been able to do. You need to be able to cheat. You need game-breaking, you know, talent. You know, Verland- there's a reason Verlander was going back to Houston. Because, you know, that's a team, that's a winning team. It's a winning culture. They win. They're winners. You know? So... Again, it's it's not that it's in, impossible, it's just improbable. And when you look at the ages of some of these players, they're they're getting past their prime. So I, I don't know what Chris Kreider is going to be next year. I don't know what Artemi Panarin is going to be next year. I don't know if Kako is going to take a big enough step for us to be like, well, thank God we have him. So it, there's so many question marks with this team, but it's up to them. Can they do it? Yeah. Can they beat any team in a seven-game series if they're playing their best hockey? Yeah, up and down the lineup? Yeah, I'd be confident. But the problem is we just don't show up. You know, games one and two against the Devils. 
I mean, I was ready to fucking start etching my name into the Stanley Cup. And then all of a sudden, a tight game three, and we just fall off the cliff. We disappear, just completely poof, gone. And we just failed to get the job done. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about a vacation state of mind. Whether I want to listen to my favorite songs of the summer on repeat, or just need to retreat inside of my own head for a bit, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer. Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people, or stay calm with some guided meditation. But no matter what I'm doing, the best way to do it is with Raycon wireless earbuds. They have tap functions between three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really, really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit, and they start at half the price of other premium audio brands. But they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your own soundtrack this summer with Raycon. Right now, listeners can get a 15% off of their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. New customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text hope new york 467369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 888- 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost eligible per game, opt-in required. Max bet $50 with a 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. But to be positive, and if you're looking for something positive in, in late August, this this roster is built to win right now. If we can just somehow get hot and be ready and healthy and not make the impulsive move at the trade deadlines like we did last year, I think it was a little ambitious going after Kane. I don't think we needed him. I mean, was he special down the, you know, down at the trade deadline where he was the best player in the league for a week? Yeah. But come on. Everyone knows that wasn't our problem. We needed to be faster. You know, we need to be a little bit grittier. There are so many holes in our lineup. We needed depth. I would have rather have gotten three different guys for a million five each that were just going to bring depth. 
that would just give our top players a break, that would give our middle six a break, that would give one of our defensemen an actual real break. You know, let Lindgren go on the IR. You know, bring in an actual defenseman. You know, there were players out there, you know. And just because some of the players that we speak about that maybe failed on another team at the trade deadline, you know, it doesn't mean they would have failed in New York. You know, you look at, you know, again, Orlov would have been a fantastic, I would have rather brought him in than Kane. We could have. You know how much that would have helped us? Just another puck-moving defenseman, an offensive guy to alleviate the pressure of Fox having to do all the work. Maybe Keandre can actually play defense and concentrate on that instead of having you know, to feel pressure providing an offensive touch to a just inept offense that we had last year. It's just there's different things that you could have done. You know? I don't know. I don't know, but uh, NHL.com, uh, you know, I just typed in New York Rangers news, to be honest with you, and this is what we're going to run run with, you know, um, you know, it's just three questions, you know, going into this, this season, three questions facing the New York Rangers. All right. What is next for Alexis Lafreniere? I say trade him. It's that simple. I think, I think we're overthinking this too much. You know, we're question. Oh, what, what, what if, what if, what if, what if he turns out to be great? What if he's not going to be great with us? Don't you realize his ceiling right now is a third line left winger on this team. We have Chris Kreider, left winger, who's glued to Zibanejad. They're not going to separate those two. I don't care what the coaching staff looks like. They're not separating those two. Chris Kreider had 50 goals two years ago. You think they're taking that guy off the top line? No, they're going to try to catch the magic in the bottle again, and I don't blame them. He's a $6.5 million player. He's going to play first-line minutes. Then you have Artemi Panarin, who's making a bajillion dollars, 11.6 against the cap. You think he's going to get dropped down? No, he's your, you know, 1B or, you know, or 1A left winger on this team. He is your guy. He is not playing third-line minutes. He's going to be on every power play. He is going to be, uh, you know, playing 18 minutes a game minimum. He's not dropping down. Alexis Lafreniere is a left winger. That means he's the third line left winger. He's our first overall pick. He's a left winger. That's what he is. He's not that good. He's very slow. He's makes poor choices with the puck. Does he have a knack for maybe scoring some goals at times? Yeah, I guess so. You know, he's got a, you know, at times he does seem to have an elite mind of being in the right spot. But fuck him. We don't need him. He's the third line left winger. Let's get rid of him and let's get something back. Imagine we got a, a couple guys for him that are hard hitting, quick, fast. Playing and they're playing on the third line. You know, could could you imagine the New York Rangers having a third line that can play with speed and be physical and just be a fucking nuisance for every single team that they play? Because right now they don't they don't exactly have that. I feel like our 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 team, our top three lines, especially last year. I mean, this year's obviously looking a little bit different, 
But I feel like we have one B, one A, one B, one C. You know, they all have potential to be, you know, a top line, right? We look at them and say, you know, at least how the season started, you had the kid line. They're going to take a big step in the right direction. They're going to provide offense. They don't really provide anything. They're not. Oh, boy. I think my wife just got home. But, you know, the kid line never provided anything. You know, you're still, you know, Hedl had definitely his one of his best seasons. And he has an offensive touch. And he has speed. But at the same time, it's still, you're wondering what, you know, what you're going to get out of these guys constantly. There's no consistency. You know, the second line, you know, Panarin, Trocek, you know, and, and you know, you know it's it just those two were supposed to have the same type of chemistry that you had from Strom and Panarin. And that just, you know, wasn't gelling as, as, as best as that, you know, as, as, as what we thought was going to be for a lack of a better, you know, term, you know, obviously clearly, you know, I'm not very good at speaking, but you know, it, it's, it's tough. It really it is tough. And you look at the, just the makeup of this team going into the next team, it's it, next season. It's more of the same. So, you know, what the Rangers should do, you know, is trade them. And obviously if the package isn't there, you don't, you know, you're obviously hanging on to them because he's only going to be signed for a million bucks, but it's going to be, you know, a quick thing, but I, I'd be open to trading them. Fuck it. Who cares? Um, all right. Next question. What will Laviolette La bring? Um, you know, I listen. I think every Ranger fan is, is hoping a little bit more substance to the offense, you know, a, a system, a, an idea of what we want to do, um, in terms of, uh, positioning and speed and, zone entry and puck possession, you know, um, you know, have a game plan as we break out through the neutral zone, you know, when we have the, uh, the puck possessed by our defensemen, are the forwards going to be moving into, into, you know, lanes, are they going to be, you know, creating time and space for either a possible rush or chip in, you know, pass, you know, I, I think, I think that's what every Ranger fan wants out of La Violette. But, you know, he's also an old school guy. You know, he's kind of a mix of what Ranger fans kind of wanted. I think there was the the thought process of, you know, somebody like me who wanted, you know, more an X's and O's guy, a young guy with energy that can maybe, you know, reinvigorate this offense. And then there are some people that, you know, wanted the old school guy that knows how to, you know, walk into a locker room and command it. You know, they wanted a guy that's going to get into the faces of some of these players. And I get it. I get both sides of that. I, I the fair, fair. Um, is was Laviolette my first choice? No, but looking at it and looking at a lot of the things that he's said so far, I like it. It's hard not to be behind this guy. I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. But overall, you never know what you're going to get uh, until the game is played and and you see, you know, how he handles certain situations, certain players, ice time management. You know, if if the Rangers obviously keep Lafreniere, is he going to be, you know? jumped up to the the top line or is Kreider going to get and is Kreider going to get knocked down to the third line we don't know these are questions that certainly you want you want to see addressed if if things aren't working out and then uh the last question where will Blake Wheeler play does this really fucking matter he's an $800,000 player yeah he played on a shit you know constructed 
I think Winnipeg Jet team that was certainly ma- deficiencies were masked by a hot goalie in Hellbuck. We just pray that it doesn't end up a devil. No, no, you had 55 points last year. 16 goals, 39 assists, and 72 games. I don't know. Now I'm chewing on ice on a, on a podcast. Bad move, bad move. But, you know, again, we we need to stop looking at the bottom six and saying this is the problem. It's a carousel of the bottom six over the last three seasons. You know? You know, Blake Wheeler's our right winger. He's probably going to play second line, third line. You know, it depends on, you know, what the Rangers do. I, eventually, Barkley Goudreau, you know, has to be traded. It's just the only realistic option. The guy's a third liner making 3.6. We're not going to get anything for him. Um, but you, you, you'd probably want a guy with a little bit more speed um, coming up. Um, you know, and then you have, you know, VC, Benino, and Tyler Pitlick making, uh, making up your fourth line. Which is fine. I liked VC last season. For a guy making no money, I mean, he did perfectly fine. He played his role and did his job. You know, and I think our defense is going to be fine. You know, I, you know, I want to see more from Schneider. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to see what you know he has to offer. Um, but other than that, it's you know, the two guys that we got, you know, uh, Eric Gustafson. You know, he's making eight eight twenty five. I think he signed for a couple of years. You know, are you really? You know, are you really like? Are we? Is that going to make or break our season? No. Yeah, Ben Harper. That you hope, hopefully, you know, will will get thrown into that mix. Um, you know, and Matthew Robertson. Hopefully, you you get into that mix, and you know, and then you want to see what you have in um. Of the fucking Jones. So, again, it's, you know, you hopefully Gustafson and Jones split that. Throw Ben Harper in there. I don't think he was that big of a deal. But, um, you know, liability, I should say. Not big of a deal. Liability, you know. You know, you got to platoon some of these players, you know. I don't need Lindgren playing 80 games this season. Let him play 60. He can take a break. You can throw some of these guys. Our goal is just to make the playoffs. You're fucked either way. You're fucked whoever you play in the first round. You know? Especially if you're second or third seed. That shit don't matter. It's going to be Rangers and Devils probably once again. And you better fucking bring your A game. Because the Devils ain't fucking around this season. They're going to be good. Not as good as Carolina. I think Carolina just continues slowly. Just gets the job done. Very well coached. I think Devils might not be as successful as they were last year. Um, you know, some coaching changes there, but I think their team overall is a lot better. So I think that that'll, you know, probably even things out. My goal is they'll finish. Mm, I would imagine they finish four points less than last year, six points. I know that doesn't sound like much, but I, I think they probably hit 50, 48 to 50 wins. Um, I think the Rangers will be a little bit worse, more the same, 45 to 47 wins, pretty much the same. And then, uh, you know, I think Pittsburgh will be a little better. I think they'll have like 43 wins. I think they'll be a wild card uh, team. I think the Islanders will slot out. I just don't believe in them. 
And uh, obviously, Florida, you would expect, would jump up into the Atlantic. I think Boston might slip. I think it's Toronto's win to win, you know, year to win the division, uh, win the Atlantic. I think Tampa probably slips to a wild card where Florida moves up. Um, but that's it. I don't think it's anything crazy. I think you'll see pretty much the same team teams. You might see Islanders slip out, Pittsburgh slip in. Um, Detroit will be a little bit more competitive, but are they 10 win difference? I don't know. They got to sure up their defense, not give up so many goals. Same thing with Ottawa. And, uh, you know, and Buffalo is going to be extremely competitive. I mean, if any of those three teams like got hot and made the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, you know, and, and then, you know, Pittsburgh, I'll, I'll stop believing in them until, you know, Crosby retires, to be honest. And then the NHL can fix it again. So they get their next, uh, fucking generational talent like they did with, uh, Chicago. All right. Well, that's everything I got for you. 26 minutes here. And, uh, I'm glad I, I, I got back. I needed this. I needed a, a nice half hour here just to get the, the hockey juices flowing as we, start to you know wind down through august and get into the the beginning of fall and and get over the labor day hump and hopefully get some uh you know see some skating and you know just everything leading up to you know the preseason you know camp and all that type of shit so yeah all right everyone and enjoy the rest of your week and i don't know when the next time we'll be talking to you but hopefully it's soon Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.